It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 6th, 2021. My name is Phil Frost, I'm the Insight Editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Magic has started summer league practice. We've heard from Jamal Mosley after said practice. We've heard from Jalen Suggs after said practice. We'll talk a little bit about the Magic starting up Summer League, uh, some of the themes that came across in those interviews. Uh, you can find them on OrlandoMagic.com. We'll talk about that coming up here. Plus, we haven't talked about the Moritz Wagner signing. I'll, I'll mention where that leaves the Magic's roster and talk about what I think is under the radar, the most interesting storyline heading into Summer League. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Golden State Warriors who are playing in the U- and, uh, California Summer League before heading to Vegas? Check out Locked On Warriors. Magic will play them on Monday. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. The Orlando Magic are already in Las Vegas. Uh, Cole Anthony is having to defend his father's honor as his jersey hangs up there in the rafters. Um, we're almost to quasi-Orlando Magic basketball here. On Monday, the Magic will open up summer league play against the Golden State Warriors. Um, the Magic's coaching staff is kind of in place, it sounds like, um, but not officially announced yet. The Magic are already kind of up and running and, 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 and getting going here as the uh, as this, as summer league gets closer and closer, obviously there's a ton of excitement for this summer league. Um, there is, of course, Jamal Mosley's debut as the Magic's head coach. There is the debut of rookies Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. Uh, there is the uh, arrival of Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton. If you're a nerd like me, you're excited to see Giannis Tima. It's a lot of Lakeland Magic guys. It's going to be an interesting summer league. I'm really excited to watch these games. Um, and and just get a feel for what this team's going to be like. Um, we don't know much about Jamal Mosley at this point. He's yeah, he's coached summer league before, but he's never been in charge of the team. He's never had complete control. And it sounds like Mosley is going to coach at least the first couple games of summer league. So we're going to get a sense of him and his coaching style. He spoke to the media after after a Thursday's practice up in Vegas. Uh, you could find the interviews from him, Suggs, and Wagner on orlandomagic.com, and really the messaging was pretty clear uh, about what Mosley's going to expect and how he's going to approach things. This is about laying the foundation. This is about tying things together. This is about becoming the team they want to be. 
Mosley admitted fully that these first that, that this first practice was almost exclusively defense. He said this in previous uh, press uh, conferences and availabilities before. He wants this team to be a tough-minded, talking, tied-together defensive team. That's where it all starts for him. He wants the team to be on the same page defensively, and that'll help them, of course, be on the same page offensively and feed their offense by getting out in transition, although we, we don't quite know the extent of that yet. This is all basic stuff, obviously. It's not, like, super complicated, but there's certainly an emphasis that Mosley especially is putting on these simple things and on these very basic tenets that are going to help this team be successful. The X's and O's, the kind of everything else is going to come together. Maybe it's just dumbing it down for reporters because you know they can't reveal all the strategy. So there's got they got to come up with buzzwords to get us going. But this idea that the team is going to be tough, be talking, and tied together was a consistent theme for Mosley throughout the course of the day. He also mentioned again, play with space, pace, play with space, play with the pass on offense. These are his buzzwords. We're going to learn them. We're going to love them. We're going to define them as we go through the course of the season, as we go through uh, understanding what it is Jamal Mosley is asking of his team. And, and yeah, that's both how we're going to evaluate them and evaluate him, whether these things that he is emphasizing work or not. Obviously, it's summer league. Nothing set in stone. Everything can change. Uh, but Mosley really said that these first couple of days of practice, this first practice, was really focused on getting these foundations right. Getting these these things kind of moving in the right direction. Um, and, and understanding basic terminology that they're going to use. Understanding the... Uh, um, understanding the... Not just the terminology they're going to use, but the 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 coverages they're going to use. But mostly, it understands that these are young guys too, and they're going to get thrown a lot here in this early summer league. And so he talked also about keeping things simple. Um, he said the one thing I've tried to say to the whole team is to dominate the simple. It's going to be another fun quote, another fun idiom that we're going to use here. Dominate the simple. That way, you could just go out there and play, do the very basic things that you need to do. And then you're just playing on instinct. Then you're just playing on talent. This is very much a player development mindset. Focus on the things you can control. Focus on the little things. Focus on the basic things. And the rest falls into place. Uh, another favorite NBA idiom is uh, a process over results. If you do things the right way consistently enough, the results will take care of themselves. Don't worry about the outcome necessarily. The outcome is a, is, is a product of of what comes before. And so even if the process doesn't work this one time, 97 out of 100 times it'll work. And so that's what this is really about, establishing the process, establishing the way that they're going to do things and the way they're going to, to, to be. Very clearly, Mosley has made defense his biggest priority. Mosley is going to make defense the thing that this team hangs its hat on. And I know that's not what fans want to hear after we've kind of gone through years of just poor offense, but the fact of the matter is defense still wins in this league. At least defense is good enough to get you to the playoffs. You do need offense to win a big time in this league. Um, but the Bucks played fantastic defense. The Knicks won the four seed based almost solely on their defense. Defense is still really important, and 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 very clearly Jamal Mosley wants that to be a bedrock of his team. So again, the idiom, tough, talking, tied together, three T's of Mosley. Tough, talking, tied together. We should absolutely be judging this team about 
how much we can hear, uh, honestly, with arena still empty, how much we hear them. Are they communicating? Are they on the same page? That's what's ultimately going to drive this team to success. That's ultimately what Mosley feels will get this team to be a success this season. Um, everyone knows they're, they're learning a lot, um, but they all had really good things to say about Mosley at, at the end of the day. A lot of the talk was about how high energy the practice was, how you know how how relatable and personable Mosley is with uh, preparing them for this moment and getting them into practice. Um, Sugg said, you know, he's still looking to learn a lot, learn a lot, or, or, or sorry, not Cole, uh, Jalen Sugg said, uh, he's looking to learn a lot from from his coach, from his teammates, especially the guys that have been here before. Um, he's gained a relationship with with Wagner, with Franz, um, and they're they're ready to get going. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of these guys haven't played since their seasons ended for Jalen and Franz. That would have been in March. Uh, for for the Magic, that would have been in May. These guys seem very, very eager to play. Now, there's probably still a little bit more work to do to install some offense uh, and, and get all those simple things in line, but um, the Magic are off and running in Las Vegas. We've, we're going to talk a lot about Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner over the next week. We're going to talk a lot about Cole Anthony for sure, but I want to talk about RJ Hampton because I don't know if we've talked enough about what he's going to do and what his role is for the Orlando Magic, especially when we get to Summer League. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You don't need them anymore. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low and low for every customer, not just the experts. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Obviously, there are a ton of storylines to follow during summer. Jamal Mosley making his coaching debut, uh, Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner making their debuts uh, on the professional level to, to some extent. It's it's summer league. 
uh, Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton coming back after after their rookie seasons. And yes, I, I will say it again because I'm a nerd. Giannis Tima finally coming to the NBA uh, at 29 years old, and I, I would not be surprised if he has an inside track at a roster spot. He's a very, very good player. All these storylines, of course, are, are stuff that we're going to follow and, and continue to talk about, but 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 the, the, they definitely take some premacy. Um, you know, again, I talk about Jamal Mosley and his coaching style. We'll talk more about Suggs. We'll talk more about Wagner. We know what Cole Anthony, or we know, uh, have a good idea of what Cole Anthony is, and his improvement's going to be a big thing this year. But what about R.J. Hampton? Where does R.J. Hampton fit on this continuum? Where does he slide in to the Magic in general? It feels like this should be a clear-cut answer because he's, what, 20, 21 years old? He's super young, coming off a rookie season, coming off a strong showing after the trade deadline. There is no reason to think R.J. Hampton shouldn't be a part of this team's future. Yet, when you go down the depth chart, it's also hard to necessarily plot out or pin where his role might end up. We'll talk more about the depth chart a little in a little bit and what's what's missing in the lineup, but your depth chart as it stands. Point guard, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Michael Carter-Williams. Shooting guard, Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, and for now, R.J. Hampton. Small forward, Chumo, Kiki, Terrence Ross, and on, at least until Friday, perhaps, Dwayne Bacon. Power forward, you got Jonathan Isaac, Franz Wagner, and Moritz Wagner, who we'll talk about more in a little bit. At center now, Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, and Robin Lopez. Feels like there's depth. But you also can't play 15 players or 14 players, as the case may be. Someone of value, someone who this team cares about, if the roster stays the way it is now, will not make the rotation. And I've been warning about this all offseason because I I saw this, this numbers crunch coming. Barring a trade occurring, it sure feels like RJ Hampton might be that odd man out. Or at least it felt that way at the beginning of the summer. It felt that way, just basing it off of what we saw last year. I am an R.J. Hampton fan. I really do like him. I think that there's a ton of untapped talent there. It's easy to see why people were so high on him during the high school recruiting process or during the the, the high school draft process as well. With the Magic, he averaged 11.2 points per game, grabbed five rebounds per game, about 25 minutes per game. One Eastern Conference rookie of the month in May, and while there's a lot of numbers and stat padding in blowout losses during the end of the season, Hampton did genuinely good things. While he was a sub-30% three-point shooter with the Magic, he's really good from the corners. Like what a like elite, I mean, not a huge sample, obviously, but a strong corner three-point shooter, so his shooting can definitely continue to improve. Hampton might well be the fastest player on the roster, too. He's got great end-to-end speed, and that's going to keep him around. If he can focus in defensively, if he can become a better playmaker, he has a spot in this league. Plus, he's listed at six foot four last year. He has supposedly grown at least a couple of inches. We'll wait to confirm that when we arrive in or when we when the team arrives in Vegas or when, when we get our first game in Vegas. Hampton has all the tools to be a really good player, and the Magic have to find a way to make him playing time. Find a way to create some playing time, and that's why I don't think the Magic are necessarily done this offseason. But 
where Hampton fits is going to be dependent on where his skills are, where how much he's developed on that front. Is he a more reliable shooter? Has he learned to harness that speed? Always felt like he was going way too fast all the time. Has he taken that next step that you expect rookie players to take when they turn into sophomore players? And so of all the guys at Summer League this year, I'm honestly most interested in seeing R.J. Hampton and seeing the player that he is about to become. I wouldn't call this a do-or-die season or anything like that for Hampton. I think the Magic will stay invested in him. But this is a big, big moment. No one, in my opinion, has more to prove during Summer League than R.J. Hampton. They're going to play him at small forward. If he's truly grown to 6'6", 6'7", they're going to put him at small forward and see what he can do. See if that's a position that suits him, that fits him. And if it is, that solves a huge problem for the Magic. I'll get to that in a moment. But ultimately, that's all going to be dependent on skill. That's all going to be dependent on him shoring up his weaknesses and being a much more consistent and reliable player. And you may not be able to tell that completely in Summer League. Hampton has endeared himself to a lot of people in this franchise. This this team is pretty close as a unit. He's obviously got a a relationship with Jalen Suggs from their time playing for USA Basketball at the uh, Under-17 World Cup. Hampton has a place somewhere on this team. I don't think think any player will go long periods of time where they're not part of the rotation. I think the magic, you know, again, injuries will happen. Someone's going to have to fill in. And Hampton is a utility knife that the magic has. But obviously, Hampton wants to be more than that. The Magic don't need another Wes Owundu. And Hampton is certainly better, or potentially better, than Owundu was under Steve Clifford. The Magic want Hampton, and Hampton should want, to be a regular rotation player, ver- verging on starter. He's got ta- starter talent, for sure. And that, to me is part of what we're going to learn and what we're going to discover during this summer league. We're going to find out a lot about RJ Hampton and where he fits into this bigger magic ecosystem. We'll hit on the roster again and more to Wagner coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Remember, use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
So, since the last time we talked, the Orlando Magic essentially completed their free agency with the signing of Moritz Wagner to a two-year contract. In terms of the deal not disclosed as of yet. But the Magic roster now sits at 15. I went through the depth chart. There are three players that can technically play all five positions. So the Magic have 15 players, and that should just about do it. We are expecting that the Magic will waive Dwayne Bacon on Friday. His contract becomes fully guaranteed on Friday. So we are expecting a roster move to keep a roster spot open. But otherwise, the Magic are done. They added Robin Lopez. They added Moritz Wagner. And they called it a day. Well, not quite. I'll get into that coming up here in a minute. But the Magic made it very, very clear where their priorities lie uh, this this offseason. They're trying to cover themselves a little bit for injury. I like the Robin Lopez signing a lot. Um, I think that it is a signing that obviously fits a need. The Magic have Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter as their centers. Neither player has been particularly reliable to play 82 games. Robin Lopez has been. And again, injuries can be random. Lopez has been in this in the league a long time. I don't think you should rely on him as your starter under any cir- under almost any circumstances, certainly not long-term circumstances. Um, and so the Magic have some insurance as a backup center. The Mortz Wagner signing, uh, yeah, look, look, he played well for the Magic. Uh, I, I'm not doubting that. Um, I, I question that one a little bit. I think the Magic needed a more traditional power forward if that was the direction they were going to go. I would argue, as I'm going to here in a minute, they really need a small forward right now. Um, and so I, I I don't quite get the Wagner signing signing completely, but he can play a little power forward. He has a little versatility. He can play the four or five. Good shooting. Played well to end the season. If everyone on the team likes him, sure, whatever, fine. The Magic, though, still have that big hole. And to me, that is the small forward position. Currently, the Magic, you know, under my depth chart prediction, they have Chumo, Kiki, and Terrence Ross to play small forward, and that is it. Maybe Gary Harris can slide over. RJ Hampton might be able to slide over. But if Bacon's gone, and Bacon was undersized for the position too, you know, the Magic are a little bit thin on that 3-4, on like pure forwards. Yeah, Isaac can also play the play the three. Franz Wagner can play the three. But the Magic need one more kind of wingish forward, like a 3-4 forward, in my opinion. Um, just to kind of keep the roster a little bit balanced. They need a, they need a forward with a little bit of size. I'm not going to sit here and suggest who that guy is because we don't know. It's not going to come in free agency, obviously. The Magic used about half, a little bit more than half of their uh, mid-level exception to sign Lopez. Magic won't use the full exception. If you use the full exception, you become hard cap. Magic aren't going to be hard cap this year. It leads us to where the rest of the summer is going to go. Um, everyone's going to be gathered in Vegas. Everyone's going to be talking. We'll hear rumors pop out. Uh, and certainly after the Olympics end on Friday, when we get to see, you know, kind of Damian Lillard back in Portland, you know, Bradley Beal's obviously not with the Olympic team. Something else will shake out. And it is this part of the summer that I think we expected the Magic to be the most active. Everyone wants the Magic to make a deal. Um, probably not the deals that the Magic are actually thinking of, but the Magic are expected to be a team that is available for help if teams need to make the big deal. And with Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, you know, there's still some big name players who might be willing to go on the move and might be willing to entertain trade ideas. And the Magic are a team that can help them with that. They can use their cap space. They can use their trade exception to take on bad contracts or contracts that other teams don't want. 
with first-round picks attached, with other players attached that the Magic might actually want as well. Um, the Magic are perfectly positioned to be a third team in these discussions and in these in these trade scenarios. So don't be surprised if the Magic do get involved. Don't be surprised if the Magic are not done yet. As I've told people, you know, who are a little bit offended by the notion of possibly potentially trading Terrence Ross, I'm not saying trade him just to trade him unless a promise was made to him to get him to a contending team this offseason. Um, I think that the Magic should only do a deal if it makes sense to them, if it makes them better. Now, that's why, again, the way RJ Hampton plays is going to be huge. If the Magic can rely on him to be their backup forward, their backup guard, uh, to fill those backup minutes uh, and develop the way they want, then some of these other players become a little bit more expendable a little sooner. You don't feel as bad letting them go to get a player that you want or to get an asset that you would like as well. That's really, again... Why I think a lot of pressure is on R.J. Hampton. But the Magic are essentially done this offseason. I wouldn't expect too many new players or expect anything else. The roster feels set. Um, I would like to see them go find another forward. Again, more traditional forward. Gross is a smaller forward, like a bigger small forward. I'd like them to do that one more time just to give themselves some cover as Isaac recovers um, and then as Wagner gets used to the NBA and we don't quite know what Okiki is like. He's not with the team right now or he's not with the team in Summer League right now. Um, we, I would like one more kind of bigger forward to get to complete this offseason. But again, this year is really about evaluating guys, so maybe that isn't super important. Again, Magic did a really good job of limiting their long-term uh, commitments. Robin Lopez on a one-year deal. I imagine that second year on Wagner's contract is non-guaranteed. Magic have covered themselves to keep, give, keep uh, cap flexibility for themselves as they move forward. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on my podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure as well to check on the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. You can again follow me on Twitter at philiprmd and for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic this week. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.